People think AI, well, okay, let me say this. There is some benefits to AI. However, just based, I always feel like technology was gonna always replace humans to a certain extent, like certain jobs, certain things. But at the same time, I do feel like it doesn't challenge people. Cause all you gotta do is put a little bit of information in and then it spit something out, which removes all the creativity to begin with. What's up, family? Welcome to another episode of the Traffic, Sales, and Profit Show. I'm your host, Lamar Tyler. And today we're going to talk about how to stand out from a sea of competition where everyone looks the same. The great thing about the internet is that anyone can just jump out there, start a business, get going. But the bad thing about the internet is that anyone can jump out there, start a business, and get going. And today there's no better person than Audrey Richmond, the founder, creator of Uncloned Media and, and the whole Uncloned movement. What's up, Audrey? What's up, man? <laughs> yes. So, so I just talked about the fact that you know it's probably more businesses than ever before because all you need is LLC, right? Yes. It's all they say on Twitter and Instagram, LLC, some business credit, boom, you rich. Thanks. But um, how can we stand out, right? Is that what Unclone is all about? Yes, Unclone is about becoming the obvious choice, and to become the obvious choice, you can't copy and paste, which is what a lot of people like to teach. Like, oh, just copy what I do and then you can go out and be great. But like you just said, like once you start to see it over and over and over and over, like I don't have a reason to pay attention. It's like seeing the same, you know, hearing the same sales pitch, seeing the same type of product, having the same features and benefits. Like we're in an age now where you have to be different. It's a matter of success or failure. Let, let me ask you this, because um, uh, no one's going to get straight to it like this, but what you said made me think about something. With the acceleration of AI, uh, do you think it'd be even more important to be uncle? Absolutely. People think AI, well, okay, let me say this. There is some benefits to AI. However, just based, I always feel like technology was going to always replace humans to a certain extent, like certain jobs, certain things. But at the same time, I do feel like it doesn't challenge people because all you got to do is put a little bit of information in and then it spits something out, which removes all the creativity to begin with. That's good. Because that was one thing I've been thinking about is that is everyone's talking about, you know, AI is going to do all these different things for me. Uh, what I also know is going to happen is that uh, scammers be scamming. Yeah. <laughs> so it also makes it easier for the scammers and people that aren't authentic to show up in a space where they couldn't before because they didn't know what to say, what to post, what to create. But now when they can just, you know, put the right input in, get the right input out. Right. It's easy for them to, at least online, present themselves as an expert. Yes. But I, but I always feel like the people that can stand out um they do have the experience right this can be a you know uh, a, a great position it's an easier opportunity for us because we don't need that exactly to, to like a lot of people need it it's like heaven to them like oh my god i could just put in my information and boom it, it speeds me out a book but will that book chart will that book become a bestseller and typically books that are like really good it took some time and you didn't just put in a little input and it spit it out something that's good. So, yeah. So, let's go back uh, before, and I know you got some specific tips we want to share with the people. But uh, before we do that, let's go back to how you got to Unclone Media, this Unclone movement that you have. Because you weren't always a marketing strategist. So, I used to be a clone. So, <laughs> I, I, I don't so what, what type of clone were you? How about that? So, um, I worked, like, 
I grew up in Memphis and I had all types of jobs. I was the hustler of all hustlers. Okay. Okay. And so I started off as a uh, photographer. I wanted to learn photography and I remember asking this guy, would he teach me photography? He said, no. And I was like, nah, this ain't going to be the end for me. I went to the bookstore. I picked up some photography books by Scott Kelby. He wrote some books called Digital Photography. And, like, that changed the game for me. Because this was the first time an author made something complex easy to understand. So I went out. And I couldn't, at the time, I couldn't even afford a camera. I literally just borrowed the camera. And then I started photo shooting with that particular camera. Then I ran into what most people run into, which is not enough customers so I was constantly selling to the same people and I'm like man I keep I can't go any cheaper than this so I was like all right let me, I was like this doesn't work let me start a new hustle learn graphic design start doing that then I was like all right this hustle didn't work either let me try another uh, what was the same thing not enough clients and customers same thing I kept running into the same issue and then my husband and I started juicing business back in Memphis called juice me baby and that juicing business same thing get a lot of people buying they will quit. And you will notice, like, all the different businesses I had, I would start and quit, start and quit, because I couldn't find enough, enough customers. But at the time, I didn't know that was it. I just thought I had a bad idea. Then I read this book by, uh, it's called Book Yourself Solid. I read that book, and that changed the game for me. I was like, you mean to tell me all this time I had amazing ideas, and none of them worked because I don't know how to get customers. I wasn't marketing. Like, that was the key. Oh, I was like, this is it. I'm about to learn everything I can learn on marketing. So I read his book. I read uh, Dan Kennedy books. I just read a lot of just went crazy with marketing. So, so this is good. So you found out what a lot of people find out, or maybe a lot of people don't find it out, but they go through kind of iterations of it. Did the real problem was the market because you had a good product or you had good services at points. But like I said, you just couldn't get in front of enough people right. to be able to kind of continually move down and make enough revenue to kind of keep going with it. And what I love that you also said, I'm going to point out to everybody listening, was that uh, at some point, I'm assuming you had to stop restarting the business. Yes. And, and realize that, hey, I got to stick through this thing. Right. Was that like around the same time you realized that? Yeah, because like eventually you get to a place where you're like, man, I can't keep starting and quitting. Like, this has to make money for me. This has to do something for me. And I just kept running into the same issue. And then once I figured out that that was the thing, like, that's where it really took off. All right. So you read that book. Uh, it changed your mind around marketing. And you said you start diving into everything marketing with it. Yeah. At this point, what is the business that you're in? Because you'd already stopped the juicing business. Yeah. Well, at this time, I went back and got a job. Okay. I worked at a mega church in Memphis okay. as a marketing manager. And when I went to go work there, I did not like working there at all. But it was a job. It paid the bills. It was more consistent than my little hustles. So once I decided to like, I, I promised myself that if I ever quit this job, the next thing I do is going to be successful. So I come online and I started learning about online marketing funnels and like all the things. And I was like, nah, this is fake. Ain't no way these people are like making money online because the, everything that I was doing offline Every pe everybody online didn't know how to do. So, like, offline, I was doing photography, graphic design, graphics, setting up beautiful things. Online, that's what people struggle with. Everybody's stuff was ugly. And I was like, that's the number one thing I'm going to start helping people with. Like, I can teach you how to brand your business. And that's actually how I started. I started doing branding. Then, um, eventually, I was like, no, I don't really want to do branding. I really want to coach and, like, create a course. 
And that's kind of how I started moving on into the online marketing space. Mm. Let me take you uh, back one step. Was there anything at the church when you were marketing for the church that you learned or that you still carry through today? Oh, man. I would say, I would say that they taught you, like, structure, but that was about it. Like, as far as corporate structure, this was my first corporate job. Because prior to that, I worked at Kroger, Best Buy. I was a flight attendant. So this is the first time I had a job where they gave me a phone and a laptop. This he was like professor. Yeah. <laughs> this is brand new. I was like, I don't know how this, how this supposed to work. You mean to tell me you give me this phone, you call me anytime? Because I was salary. This is my first salary job, first everything. So I think the thing that I learned was corporate structure. How do corporate corporations work? How do you, you know, how do you work with salary employees? At the time, I didn't like it. But now that I have my own business and I employ people, it's like, oh, you want to do the thing that you didn't, that you didn't care about, you know? You know, that's so good. Because something I've realized a lot of times is that uh, while everybody always saying, you know, everything they can think of negative about nine to five jobs. Right. My nine to five job is really the thing that instilled, like I said, a discipline in me that I use now as an entrepreneur. Right, it kind of built the rails and the systems and and the flow that I incorporate into my own business, not just for my teams now, but literally for myself. Right, uh, to be able to do the things and and have the consistency along the path that a lot of times I see um, uh, uh, people that just totally freelance all the time, all the times don't have. Right, just you know I was gonna try to skirt around it, but it is really this is you keep it real out here. Right, um. So I I love the fact you say that what they taught you is that structure, and now you put in those same structures and systems. Yeah. Or some iteration of in your. And as a system, I didn't even know what that was. I just know I had a job and I had to report to work. That was it. I didn't understand it. Like I didn't understand that my managers at the time was my like managers and leaders and executive team. All this lingo that I'm learning now. When I remember that, I was like, this is it. What is it? I was on the front line, so I now I get it. So yeah. Oh, I love it. I mean, yeah. This is this is uh, this is good. All right, so um, you start doing marketing, you're diving into it, you're bringing the element of what you already knew, right? Graphic design, yeah. photography, everything. All the creative stuff. All the creative stuff to make people's uh, projects better. Now, at this time, were you also doing well in business? Because a lot of times, creatives, hey, that's Oh, it's possible. As soon as I got online, so like, I'm gonna tell you how I figured out. I did a launch and didn't know it, okay? So I took this program, and when I took the program, it taught like how to do like a training, like a like a mini training. So I did this training. I was like, this is gonna be my letting people know that I'm online thing. So it was called uh, 20 Steps to Launch the Premium Brand. And I was gonna go in on all the stuff I hate about people's brands online. <laughs> but I did it in a positive way. So I talked about all the things I didn't like and people started asking me like, how can I work with you? And I'm like, I ain't even thought that far. I'm like, I just wanted y'all to watch this video so y'all can stop looking regular online. I didn't know, like, people actually wanted to work with me. And so people ended up, like, uh, I ended up going back and, like, adding, like, little call buttons. And so people started booking calls with me, and I would get on the phone. And, you know, one thing they say all the time, do market research, do market research. Man, I did, like, 40 or 50 of these calls. And then eventually people started asking me, like, how do I work with you? I did not have an offer. I was, like, the first time somebody asked me how do they work with me, I was, like, I don't know. I'll be back. So I came back with nah, you know the service yes, you know it's a service based <laughs> business. What they all say, what you're supposed to say is, uh, let me get a proposal to right. <laughs> <laughs> what I did see was, because I was broke. I was like, okay, just somebody asked me how to work with me. 
So I went back, I created a proposal, and I presented it to her. This is the first time in my, like, you know, photography, graphic design career where somebody say, oh, that's a good price. I'm so used to people telling me with my little $50 and $75 photo shoot, that's too much, that's too expensive. Here it is, this $1,000 offer. This lady was like, oh, sign me up. And I'm like, this changed the game. Yeah. This changed the game. I was like, it can't be this easy. It can't be this easy. So I had another call, closed another client, had another call, had closed another client. And I'm just like, this is bananas. Within our first 60 days of being online, I made $60,000. No, $20,000. And when I made that, I was just like, this changed the game. Like, I thought it was illegal, honestly. Because, like, I ain't never made that much money. I went from making that annually to making that in 60 days. And so that was like, you know, a life disruption. I'm so used to putting stuff in the layaway and having to pay payment plan stuff to death. And I'm just like, I could just like buy stuff and like from what I know in my head this is the first time it clicked that I didn't have to work hard like I have to work hard but I can use my brain and what I know and my skills and my knowledge to make money and at that time I was always doing like physical labor yeah. it's the first time me getting paid with my knowledge yeah so I want you to go back to that to that point in that time when you made that 20 grand in 60 days I know it felt amazing but what did you do I was like, oh, what all? Oh, yeah. I like, was like, we was just, I, I, that's I, what happened. <laughs> me and my nose, we went to go buy furniture. We had the furniture to buy. We went and paid off some bills. My car note was due. We just did what you would normally do when you get a lot of money. You know what I mean? At the time, I wasn't thinking about no savings, investing. I was like, man. You were thinking about a multi-unit reflect. <laughs> what you want? Got it. Let's get it. Put it in the bag, you know. <laughs> I love it. The other thing I love about what you said is the fact that you did those calls. Yeah. Literally, just two weeks ago, I was talking to somebody, and they were talking about, you know, launching something, they get on the phone with people. And what I encouraged them was probably what most marketers wouldn't. But I was like, let's not put all of the um, qualifiers up, because I want you to actually talk to people. Yes. And, you know, I said, I said, you put like a ton of qualifiers up, of course, you'll slim down the amount of people you get on the phone with. But I was like, this is a new offer. And they were kind of knew what they're doing. I said, I think you need to literally get on the phone right. and hear from people. Because when you talk to them, you find out what the challenges are. You talk about how they articulate the actual challenges, right? What's the issues they face. Um, when you talk about the price and you give them a price, you hear how they, you know, respond to it yeah. and what the objection is and how to overcome that. And I feel like a lot of times, like you said, if we kind of just jump to the end and shortcut it, we miss that, right? Yeah. I was talking to somebody recently that had a product-based business. And they were talking about the fact that they vend it. Starting out, I told them I love that because the people have been, they know who their avatar is. Yes. Because they talk directly to the people and they say, you know. You're it's talking to them in real talk. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, just like, like, it's just totally different because I don't care how much you just like look at stuff online and you say, well, based on what I, you know, right. I research, this is the person who meets. Nah, you get real data in real time. I love that. I love yeah. That. So I had another question. So you get to 20K, y'all living life out of it. Oh, we, we live in a thing. Thought of it. <laughs> Corinthian leather sofas now, <laughs> like all of, all of the things, <laughs> all of the things. Yeah, I'm curious. After that, um, were you still making money just easily? So yeah, we continue to make money. So one thing I did early on that I didn't know was a good thing. Everybody I signed up was for a retainer, because I remember that from the graphic design. But back then, I don't even want to say this, but I'm gonna say it. I had fifteen dollar a month retainers, bro. Oh, you still got that plan? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I had you right now. I retainers for fifteen dollars a month. Okay, 
And so I just remember from like that, that like, if I could have recurrent revenue, I never had to go get a nine to five. That was my thought process. If I could get, if I could get some contracts, that's equivalent enough to my bills. Cause at the time I wasn't thinking beyond that. If I could just get enough rec rec recurrent revenue to take care of my bills, then I could just keep figuring this thing out. That was my mindset. And so a lot of these clients that I brought on, and this is another thing I didn't know I did. I just, I was charging high ticket out the gate. So I was, I had two packages with 5K and 10K. And those two packages. What year was This was in 2014. Okay. Yeah. You was ahead of the game back then. Yeah, back then. Okay. You know, everybody. The <laughs> road. <laughs> yeah, so, so from 24, so in 2014 when I had those retainers, I didn't have a lot of clients, but then the first year I made six figures. And it was crazy because I was like, man, I'd coach people, I did work, but I didn't have to have a hundred clients to make the same amount of money. Right. Yeah. That was good. Cause at fifteen dollars a month, you had had thousands of people out. Man, you should have saw me back in the day though. I would call them people, hey man, your fifteen dollars failing. Like calling you like, like oh man, like, I ain't you ain't gonna be able to go to McDonald's today, <laughs> man. But yeah, you know, let me get the fifteen. All right. So uh we blown in. So now the business is moving and thrive. When did you tap into the concept of? Was it just like that? Oh, it was on down the road. So, so all of this is happening in 2014. Around 2016, I started getting, if people wanted to work with me, started getting some traction in the market. But people would come to me and they would say things to me that really pissed me off. They'd be like, hey, what's the difference between this program and this program? And I was like, why do they keep asking me this? Like, why do they keep asking me, like, what's the difference between your program and this program? And at the time, I was offended, but then I was like, it has to be something that I'm doing that makes them think that my program is exactly like everybody else's program. And I started, and I had to be honest with myself. I was like, what's what you're doing wrong? Well, for starters, your program two grand, their program two grand. Your program 12 weeks, their program 12 weeks. You, you know, you got, you're in your front of your photo with your hand on your hip. <laughs> they, they photo their hands on their hip. And I was like, this is so crazy. And I was like, nah, I need them to know that I'm the obvious choice. And so I kind of went through this issue of like really trying to find myself. And a young lady, her name is Kim. She came on one of my periscopes back in the day. And she was like, you're so unclone. And when she told me that, I was like, the first time in my life, like, I was like, somebody gets me, right? And I just started using it as a hashtag, hashtag unclone. Because, you know, you don't just say you unclone. You got to really embody it. You got to shed some stuff. You got to break away from some different things. And so I was like, as I was continuing to really embrace this thing, people started saying, oh, I'm unclone. I'm unclone. I was like, oh, I got to get this trademark. So I contact uh, one, of, one of my writers that I work with, and I said, hey, I need to get another book out, and I need you to help me get this second book out. And that's when Unclone Life came out, and that's when the whole movement started. I worked with the second book. Yeah, which is the second book. And uh, we went and got a trademark, Unclone Life trademark, went through a whole fiasco with another a trademark attorney. And then I ended up was able to get unclone and other trademarks. Mm. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So as you're launching this unclone piece, uh, when it was new, were people instantly like they got it. I get it. Okay, because you know, sometimes yeah. you gotta educate people on what it is sometimes. They get the old brand. The old they got the old brand, but it was too big to grow into. So like well, the old company was called Building the Grants. So it was BDB. <laughs> Build a big <laughs> brand. <laughs> And people the like old brands. <laughs> no, I wasn't avoid the bubble. Okay, okay. <laughs> so people really enjoyed. They liked it, but they didn't fall in love with it. As soon as I probably couldn't. 
if I'm a small business, sometimes it's hard for them to see themselves. It's like, yeah, it's still a big brand, but I ain't. But it's still, it seems like in the, at the time, the way I was positioned, it sounded like I'm trying to build a corporation. And that wasn't it. It was just like, hey, you need to just build a big brand. But then when I say you need to be on call, it just, it was magnetic. Exactly. And I love that because it yes. fits for any side, any type of business. Exactly. No matter what it is. Yes. Then you instantly just get it. Yes. Okay, awesome. So um, so let's go deeper into this. If we have folks that are watching and, and they're like, okay, this sounds good, right? Like, what is it really to be unclothed? Well, for one, you got to learn how to trust yourself. When most people, when I work with certain people, like, the number one thing we do is, like, unlearn what they already know. Because it's hard to be uncloned when you have clone doctrine. You know, when you think the same way, your parents raise you a certain way, you have a certain belief. And typically, it's like a transfer of trust, like getting them to trust themselves. I would say that is probably the number one problem, the number one issue that I run into people. Like, hey, you know, I want to be uncloned. I'm like, okay, what would you do? Oh, I would do da-da-da-da-da. Well, why haven't you done that? Well, my coach told me I shouldn't do this. And then and you get this whole laundry list of society telling them what they can't do. And it's like, okay, well, what if, what would you do if you didn't have if you didn't ask anybody what they thought and you did what you wanted to do? Oh, it would go crazy. I'll do this and this and this and this. And so I feel like that's the hardest part of my work. Not the the creating of the funnels and the, the marketing launches. None of that is hard. It is getting them to think differently. You know what? That that's so good. You um you TSP Mastermind fam. So you probably heard me say it before. There a lot of times been clients that we've had come into the program. Uh, where literally the first year was not about them hitting all these new levels. It was about them literally like unlearning what they thought yeah, they knew. Absolutely. And I learned how to think. And I never even knew that. Like literally, it wasn't until like one of the members articulated that to me. It was like this year was a huge success because I had to literally just, like you said, share all the stuff I thought I knew about marketing, I thought I knew about business, and realized that everything I thought I knew was incorrect. Yeah. And it's not going to get me to the goal I want to get to. Mm. And, and, but, and like you said, it takes trust in yourself. It takes patience. Yeah. Because a lot of times I think of business like everybody trying to rush to whatever the goal. You're not going to get here by this age and right. get here by this many months and that type of thing. But sometimes it takes time. Everybody's timeline is different. Everybody's timeline is different. That's a bar. For sure. I love it. So, yeah. um, so they got to trust themselves. What, what else needs to happen for that? Once they trust themselves, then they have to start implementing their ideas without seeking validation. So that means don't call nobody. And tell them what you're working on, what you're doing, nothing. Just put it out there and let the market tell you if it's whack or not. Uh, one client, they come to mind, she came to me with an idea for um, a therapy card date. And at the time, her coach was like, nah, you shouldn't focus on that. That's a bad idea. And she worked with me, and it, it popped straight off. Because I didn't, I didn't like, take away her, her ideas or her vision. I just gave her ideas and vision and, like, a launch pad and a strategy. But it was her idea that took off. That was her idea. And it was because she trusts herself and she didn't have to go and ask people, hey, you know, she did ask somebody what they thought. But luckily for her, she came to found somebody who can make it happen as opposed to letting it die slow death, which is what most people do. They have these amazing ideas and they don't revisit them because somebody, like, told them it sucks. Yeah, that, that's good. And a lot of times the person that tells them suck ain't necessarily even a coach. A lot of times it's a family member. They ain't never been no type of business that you're trying to go into. It'd be your spouse sometimes, right? It'd be your girlfriends or your or your boys or, like, all the people we deem closest to us. Uh, and that, that reminds me, like, one of the things I always talk about, I've been telling people lately, like, you can't try to share your vision with people that aren't visionary. Man, 
when you said that, I was like, that's a bar. Because <laughs> it's true. It's Be- true. Because you're trying to convince them of this thing that they never going to get. Now, they'll get it, but only time they'll get it is when it's already out in the market. Like, when they can tangibly see the thing and it's out. And then most of the time, not only to see it, but they need to see other people accept it. Right. Then at that point, they're willing to accept it, too. But too many times, I feel like entrepreneurs specifically having all these conversations with people that have no perspective on the thing they try to do. Yes. And that person don't have experience. They don't have the same resources. It's just so many things that's not in alignment to even have that conversation. And I stopped doing that a long time ago. And look for confirmation. It's not even, because I may tell somebody something. I would have given you a sample. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that's a good idea. And I'll be like, all right, I'm still going to do it. Right. But a lot of times, like, we go around looking for validation. And, and we want somebody to tell us yes so bad. And when we don't get that, then it's like, okay, that, that's that's just what I need to not do it, right? Yes. Um, this is good. Also, what you made me think about, besides, you know, going out and, and sharing that um, vision with people that may not be ready for it yet, is when you get people to trust themselves, like, what needs to happen in that process? Because there's a lot of times I've, I've had clients come to me and say, well, should I do this or this? And a lot of times my answer is, you know, it depends. And and what a lot of times I'm like, well, it depends on you. It don't even depend because I've seen people be successful with this and this. Yeah. It's about what it boils down to is like when we talk about trusting yourself, it sounds so vague. But it really, for me, I was the person who was always asking, what do you think? I would I would have a whole list of people that I would call and be like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, what you think? Hey, I'm thinking about doing this, what you think? And that was they would they would shut it down. One day I got like I defended my idea. This is the first time I defended something. And she was like, Oh, that's not gonna work. People don't use WordPress no more. Who's gonna wanna build a website on Adobe Muse? She was just coming for me. And I was like, Okay. I launched it the next day, sold out in two days. So it was a matter of me saying, sometimes you gotta defend and advocate for yourself and your ideas. And a lot of times it's hard to trust yourself when you have so much indoctrination of society. Oh, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that and you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And it's so many shouldn'ts to the point you get lost in it because you want to be right or you want to be, you know, approved and liked by other people. So you kind of like fall in line. You got, I would love to hear an example of a uncloned campaign, uncloned launch. It could be you or one of your clients, yeah. right? Um, that you did so that we kind of hear like, oh, see, like what's the difference between that and what we may consider like a normal? So I launched my book, Unclone Marketing, in 2020 in the height of the pandemic. And I was going to do a traditional book launch party. Hey, I'm doing, hey, y'all come out, beside a couple books. We off to come in. Right, you know. And, you know, as you all know, the pandemic happened. And I was like, okay, my book is still coming out. How do I get this book out? And so I decided that I was like, well, we got to already, like, sell these books anyway. What if we did like a live event where I signed, we did like a virtual book signing shipping party. We call it a shipping party. Basically, it was like, we're going to let people see their books getting packed, but we ain't going to look raggedy. We're going to look good. Because normally when you see people in the warehouse, they look all beat up. Oh, no. Packing your boxes looking all right. So I was just like, what if we like dressed up? What if we were more uniform? I was like, what if they could see the shipping in the background and then us in the front, we would just like, I would have a host. She would interview me, which is my friend asking me different questions, and I will sign books live. Change the game. Then, I at the event, I would pop balloons based on how many book sales we had. So, like, uh, we got up to, like, 2,000 orders to pre-orders, and I would just, I would pop balloons, like, right there on the spot, and that was super cool. Then, on top of that, um, my book cover had five different color covers, which is uncommon for a book. It's, yeah, like, pick yeah, one. Oh. 
like doing too much <laughs> and so we had five different codes which we did for pre-order we also had we did bundles and typically when you're selling a book you're not doing bundles so we had bestie bundles we had a mystery box we had all of these different types of experiences so we actually increased our order value by not just having like a little 20 dollar book so we had like we had a 200 dollar experience 300 dollar experience 500 experience 2500 dollar experience to sell the same thing and so when we put that stuff out there it really changed the game like I had a lot of blue checks in my DMs and people was like, how did you do this? Can you tell me how to make my book launch a success? People are still talking about that book launch. He's like, look, I can tell you. Yeah. Fifteen dollars a month. No power trade. Like, ah, 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 ah. Nah. Oh, this is okay. Nah, you not only you not talking. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. So you blew I love it. So if somebody's watching, they say, Okay, I wanna figure out like uh how to do something different. I'll come up with an old thing. Like what are the kind of steps they should take? When I when I'm thinking about like how I want to be different, it's I start to ask myself questions, and I talk about this in my book, Unclaimed Marketing. But one of the questions I ask myself is, what can I do that hasn't been done before, or what can I do that people are unwilling to do? Because a lot of the times, the creativity is in the unwilling, and a lot of people don't. It's like, for instance, um, let's say you had a coaching program, you like, I ain't gonna never take each client out individually to dinner. Well, that could be the thing with another person is willing to do yeah. and that could change the game for the whole industry right so i feel like a lot of the different things of being different is like kind of going the extra mile that's how i like to look at it. like going the extra mile if you just go the extra mile if you do what people are unwilling to do that can make you stand out and also just being open to learning new things and create being creative i think as entrepreneurs we kind of too stiff uh we we kind of see creativity is for the artists but I feel like that's one of the things why we all sound, look, and feel the same. Like, we're not doing anything creative. We're not doing anything that's innovative. It's like, it's predictable. And whenever your marketing becomes predictable, ain't nobody checking for you. So they go through, they look and say, hey, like, like what's that extra step? What's the yeah. extra mile? Which I think is good. Uh, um, you know, it's it's a, even our program, it's a lot of stuff we don't have to do. But I do it for that reason. Right. Because I say, hey, I know the next person that will do this. Right. Or they don't have the ability to do this. So, again, that's what. That's a competitive. That's because they can make me stand out. Yes. And being, what, being willing to spend more. I've been to them TSP on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I feel like going the extra mile, overspending on different things when you don't have to. And I think a lot of people get lost in like, oh, that's going to affect this. They're going to affect that. No, 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 no. You want to have an amazing experience. You want people talking about you. You want people referring you business. Don't nobody refer anything that's average. Clearly. Hold on. Say that. Let me say that again. We need to hear that again. Don't nobody refer anything that's average. Like, when the last time you referred something that was whack? Now, you never call anybody like, man, I just felt the wackest thing ever. <laughs> like, you just don't do it. And so I feel like a lot of people have gotten comfortable because it's so easy to, quote, unquote, like you said earlier, like, make money a lot. And it's not. I'm, I'm quite sure a lot of people are experiencing challenges. And I believe my theory is you're experiencing challenges because you're basic, you're average, and no one is going to be checking for that. So, yeah. I love it. All right. So, people are watching. They say, all right, this is amazing. I want to figure out how to be uncalled. I want to learn more. I want to read about the books. How can they get more information? How can they find out? I have a free gift. Do you? Yes. Free you gift. Get <laughs> so, the people with a free gift. <laughs> so, I want to gift everyone that, read, that listens to this. Um, an opportunity to get my book free. Then go to freeuncloneedbook.com and get my book, Uncloned Marketing, How to Challenge the Norms for Profitable Marketing Campaigns. They have to use the coupon code TSP. 
and it makes the book absolutely free. We ship it out to them. And in that book, there's 11 questions for uncloning your marketing campaigns and your offers. And that's a great starting point. It's the same list that I use every time I create offers. I love it. So freeuncloneedbook.com. Yes. Awesome. And then how can they follow you on social? Um, Audrey Richmond across all social media platforms. All right, perfect. So thank you for coming. I'm excited. I feel like we have uh, folks that are watching that because this conversation are willing, going to be willing to elevate their experience. That's I love that word, right? The yes. Experience. It's not just a product, it's not just a service, but the overall experience that their customers have as they relate with them because of this conversation. So I appreciate you for coming. Thank you, Pam. Hey, I'm so, so glad you came. Hey, if you're watching, I want to encourage you to do what Audrey said, right? First, make sure you go use that promo code TSP and get a copy of that book for free. And then I want you to think about how can you elevate what you're doing to another level, to a higher level, even if everybody else is doing the least, because that's what most people do most of the time right we don't play at that bar we play at a much higher bar so we can have much higher success and much higher success with our clients and the people that support us lamar tyler creator founder of traffic sales a profit show thank you we'll see you next week another fresh new episode the combo your home for conversations on black entrepreneurship and wealth available on your favorite platforms.